Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! to Wrestle Rant Radio for Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. And we're coming off a pretty eventful week in the world of wrestling from a very noteworthy Royal Rumble pay-per-view last weekend. Monday's Raw having a lot to do with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view coming up later this month. Um, AEW Dynamite and a lot of news in between that as well from both companies. We're going to be breaking it all down here today on Wrestle Rant Radio. Not just myself, but as always, we got Mr. Marceau, RJ, joining me to break down all the latest in the world of wrestling. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing? Doing well, how are you? Doing great, lots to get to here today. And One of the first things I thought of coming off of the Royal Rumble on Saturday was that I cannot wait for when we speak on Thursday, albeit five days later. Better late than never, though. I cannot wait for when we speak to talk about this show, and thankfully that's the first thing we're talking about here today. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, I didn't hate the show overall. I mean, I think the Rumbles had some some wonky parts with it, but, I mean, I, I'm excited to talk about it. I know that. Yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts were on some of the other matches. Um, I, I'm in the same boat. Listen, I didn't think it was a bad show. I think for as subpar as the weekly programming, in my opinion, is with WWE as far as Raw and as far as SmackDown goes and stuff like that, Honestly, they they have consistently delivered with the pay-per-views. It's very rare I have seen a pay-per-view, recently anyway, from this company, that was like, why did they waste my time on that? Some are better than others. Survivor Series, which we went to, was not the best at all, but it was a solid show. I actually thoroughly enjoyed day one, and I thought the Rumble overall was a pretty good show. Albeit, it ended on a very sour note, which we'll get to, um, but it did start on a very hot note, that being the Universal Championship match. Seth freaking Rollins, got to include that now, it's part of his official name, defending, or rather challenging, uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, Shield music and all, great, amazing entrance, playing mind games with the Tribal Chief, very well done there. The match itself was excellent, I thought they had a very well-wrestled match, great pace, and it helped that Rollins was one of the few people that people actually believed could walk away with the championship, so that added to the near falls, the suspense, and everything else. Um, The match itself was great. Finish not so much. Roman Reigns getting himself essentially, uh, you know, intentionally disqualified by not adhering to the referee's five count. Gets DQ'd. Smashes Rollins over the back with a chair afterward. Uh, seemingly keeping the feud alive. That, to me, was like the bright side of the finish. The problem, though, is that Rollins has already been announced for the Men's WWE Championship Elimination Chamber, which we'll get to a little bit later on. But as far as the match itself goes, I guess that kind of bleeds into it because it does have to do with this feud seemingly not continuing beyond the Royal Rumble, which, if that's the case, that is incredibly dumb. If they do not plan to revisit this at some point, whether it be in the next month or at WrestleMania, coming out of WrestleMania, then that is a major mistake. I don't think Rollins would have been that damaged by taking a clean loss at the hands of Roman Reigns. But, again, speaking on the positive here, the match itself I thought was great, and uh, probably, not even probably, the best match in the entire show, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was a good start to the show. I mean... The, the beginning with the shield entrance was amazing. I, I feel like everyone, like the nostalgia, just everyone crazy. Uh, it was a good moment. Like you said, mind games with the tribal chief. And the match itself, I thought it was a good match. I, I felt like it was probably the most I can remember recently that looked like Roman was kind of on on his off game. I mean, he Rollins gave him gave him all he could give and a little bit more. I mean, he hit every move in his arsenal and still just couldn't take the tribal chief down. I mean great match the finish was kind of like you said kind of wonky i mean no one really wants to see like a dq in a, in a championship match especially on a premium live event but uh no if they don't if they don't kind of come back to this i feel like it's an opportunity miss i thought for a one-month program it was pretty hot and especially how the match went i figured you thought we, we would kind of get a, a little bit more of this down the line but maybe they'll wait maybe they'll wait into the summertime but uh i thought this was good it was the right match to start and it was a great match that they should probably go back to because I thought the feud was good for the one-month build, and they clearly have history, and 
they left it undecided, so we should be getting something uh, later on in 2022. I'm going to be bouncing around here from this to the end of the show to Raw on Monday night, but, you know, this question has been posed before. I think, I don't know if you and I talked about it or if it was on Hashtag or if someone asked me about it there. I know it was on Twitter. Someone asked me about it on Twitter, and I, I definitely agree with this. Not saying they should do this, but I do want to throw the idea out there. With Rollins, again, they didn't finish the feud here. It was a non-finish. I think they just did that to protect Rollins, not because they have any intention of going back to this. It's not like they're planning, oh, we'll go back to this at SummerSlam or at the WrestleMania Backlash show or at Elimination Chamber. Clearly not Elimination Chamber, which is what I thought they would do, but Rollins is inside the Elimination Chamber. I don't know what Roman's going to be doing at that show, if anything, if he's even on the show. But So that being said, Rollins doesn't lose here. He wins by DQ, becoming the first person since I think Baron Corbin back in December of 2019 to beat Roman Reigns on pay-per-view. Again, not by pinfall, not by submission, not for a championship, but still a win is a win. So again, I've seen other people pitch this, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. Would you want to see Seth Rollins get involved in the Universal Championship match at WrestleMania so it becomes Roman, uh, you know, Rollins, Reigns, and Brock Lesnar? Kind of going back to the WrestleMania 31 main event, but this time not being a triple threat for 30 seconds, but rather for the entire match, Rollins gets his marquee main event at Mania. Um, you know, it's not Roman and Brock for the third time at WrestleMania, and not even including all the other matches they've had at, you know, uh, the Rumble and all these other pay-per-views, SummerSlam, <clears throat> the other Saudi shows they faced off at Crown Jewel a couple of months ago. It gets Rollins in the main event. It's not the same match we've seen before. We know Rollins can have killer triple threats. I mean, look no further than the Brock Cena match from Rumble 2015 or the Miz Balor-Rollins triple threat from, uh, you know, WrestleMania a few years ago or the Shield triple threat from uh, a couple of years before that at Battleground 2016. So just just an idea. It plays into the story from 2015. Roman can still retain, maybe by pinning Rollins and not Brock. Brock doesn't have to eat another pinfall. We'll talk about Brock a little bit later on as far as what the future holds for him. Is that something that you would want to see, or what's your interest level in that match? Or would you rather keep it one-on-one? Because I know Roman was in a triple threat last year with Roman, or not, Roman was in a triple threat with Daniel Bryan and Edge. Yeah, I mean, is, would it be for both belts, or is it just he's is involved? So let's get into that. Brock is in the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> you know, he lost the WWE Championship, as opposed to going match by match. Let's, let's, get it, let's get it all out there. So Brock loses the WWE Championship later on in the show to Bobby Lashley. Fluky fashion, Roman got involved, which is what they should have done. It didn't make Bobby look the strongest, unfortunately, but it's what I figured they would do. I thought it would be the Usos coming out, but it was Roman instead, so whatever. Brock then wins the Royal Rumble, so we got a lot of Brock on this show. (laughs) Then we got a lot of Brock on Raw, not really on Raw, but they did announce on Raw. Just because I guess he got screwed, I mean, at the Rumble for the WWE title, even though he fucking won the Rumble match itself, Adam Pearce was like, you're in the Elimination Chamber for some odd reason, so... There is no way to get out of being in the chamber. It's not like he can be in the match but not get pinned. So where do you think that's going? We have a lot of other talented people in that match. We'll get to that in our thoughts on Raw a little bit later on. I I honestly think, why would you put Brock in this match if the idea wasn't to put the belt on him? Now, I I know they put the belt on Bobby. I don't really know why they would just put it on Bobby only to take it right off of him, maybe to give Bobby a win over Brock. I, I don't know. But we did find out from at WrestleVotes, one of the more credible insider Twitter accounts from this company, is that they have no, as of Saturday or Sunday anyway, they had no set plan for the WWE Championship match of Mania. So do you think they're thinking to themselves, if we have no set match, fuck it, let's just put all of our eggs in one basket with a champion versus champion match of Mania? It's looking a lot more likely now than it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that. I, I just, I feel like if Brock wins, then the, the, how I, it would be kind of tough to kind of like backdoor Rollins in it, unless it really came down to the Elimination Chamber, came down to Rollins and Brock, and maybe Rock, Roman does get involved. Maybe he tries to spear Brock to avoid him winning. Brock misses him. He actually hits Rollins. Lesnar dumps Roman over the ropes and pins pins Rollins there so then Rollins would have got screwed twice and then they can kind of backdoor him into the title match um if it's for both belts so I mean I don't think Roman's or Brock's going to be in the in the Olympics chamber to lose so I mean if he did something like that that Roman maybe comes out tries to cost Brock to win again accidentally cost Rollins so Rollins got screwed twice by Reigns and they just put him in the match I mean I don't hate it but then I just feel like how do you develop the rest of the card? I just feel like mm-hmm. there would be limited, especially with the two nights, I feel like there isn't that many marquee matches you could do, especially with if you're going to have the two main belts in the same match. So yeah. 
We'll see, but I don't, I don't honestly hate being Rollins being in it because if he's not in it, what else do you really do with him right now? He seems like he's a main eventer. Anything less than that seems kind of underneath him. I mean, I know there was rumored the Shane thing, but I just I don't need to see that, and it's not going to happen now, obviously. Yeah, I'm not really sure what else you do with them. I'm, I guess depending on what they do with the tag title situation, at one point before RK-Bro lost the belts, I, I thought there was a decent chance we could get RK-Bro against Rollins and Owens. I just, I don't love that idea. I mean, a couple of questions coming off of what you just said. Um, with Brock and Rollins and whatever, is there a chance you think that Brock maybe doesn't even make it to the chamber and someone takes his spot before them? Maybe Roman beats the shit out of him or whatever, and then someone else enters the chamber instead. Is, is there a chance of that, or do you think the fact they advertise and they're going to stick to that? Yeah, I feel like, especially with the Saudi shows, they're probably more likely to stick with what there's advertised. I mean, anything can happen, so like I said, it's just to kind of juice it up. But I just feel like even if he's not in it, I feel like Raw just, I don't know. I just, I like Rollins. I just feel like there's just no, like, I like Bobby, too. I think Bobby's been good, but I just feel like Raw's just, like, all those guys are just kind of in the same spot that, like, I feel like that's why, Ro- or not Roman, that's why Brock basically won, just because, I mean, Raw needs needs something. I don't know, I just feel like if you don't if you just do Brock and Roman, what the hell do you do with the, universe, the WWE side? Because it seems like even heading into Raw Rumble, they really had no idea what they're going to do. Same thing with day one. Yeah, maybe, maybe going off of what you said earlier, Not again, not that I want to see this, but if they do the triple threat, which I'm fine with, but I don't, I don't like this idea. What if Rollins wins the championship inside the chamber? And then Brock chooses either one of them or both. I don't know how that would work exactly. And that's how it's a triple threat, because Rollins became champion. And that would explain why Rollins is in there. Because if he loses that chamber, I mean, it would just be fucking dumb to put him in a match at Mania for a championship after already coming up short at Chamber and then failing at, at Royal Rumble, technically. I mean, I guess that would be an option. But again, I feel like that just overcomplicates things again. Yeah, like I said, the only way I could see him being in it if he didn't win, if, if he got screwed again, like I said, maybe Ro- Roman comes out tries to cost Brock, but he actually costs Rollins. Yeah. Wins. I mean, realistically, they could either like you either do that and they still have him screw Brock, or Rollins beats him. Like I said, I, I don't know how you could say both championships. I, I mean, I guess Roman, or I guess Brock could say it was two pay-per-views in a row who screwed out of the WWE championship. I mean. Yeah. I guess it's, the- kind of, it's kind of grasping for straws, but honestly, it's something they probably would do. Well, I guess the problem, like you said, is that, I mean, to kind of just put it out there, is that there's really no top, top tier stars on Raw. There's a lot of main eventers, but I'm talking about, like, if you were to make a pecking order of the biggest stars in the company between Raw and SmackDown for the men, I'm not talking about the women, for the men, you got Roman and Brock, I feel, in 1A, and then 1B is, like, your Bobby Lashley's, this is not a reflection on their talent, I'm talking as far as how they're portrayed by this company, you have Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, um, kind of Kevin Owens. I feel like he'd be more one C. Big E is just—I don't even know—he's done. I mean, can we just can we just put that out there now as well that he's his main event push is completely over, which is exactly what we said three weeks ago. I feel like it's definitely done by this point. Yeah, he's he's the way that he was in the Rumble. I feel like he kind of got thrown out like yesterday's trash. I feel like he's kind of done. Yeah, I know Kofi spot got fucked up, but the fact they would toss him out like a loser, and they're saying now that he's on SmackDown. I don't like the fact, honestly, they move him back to SmackDown. I don't like the fact the New Day are already back together as a complete unit. I mean, personally, I would rather have AJ Styles move over to the SmackDown side. He's not doing anything on Raw right now. He just got tossed out by Madcap Moss. I know he's in the chamber. Unless he wins, I feel like he'd be a guy that would be better off on SmackDown. Or a Finn Balor, who, again, is also not doing anything right now. He wasn't even in the Rumble. I guess because he wasn't in the country, reportedly. But not even reportedly. He confirmed that. But um, still, I mean, he's been a complete loser lately, too. I, again, I know I'm jumping all over the place here, but with someone like a Big E, are you happy that he's back on SmackDown, or would you rather see someone else from the Raw side move over to the blue brand instead? I'd rather him stay on Raw, because I feel like they really never... I feel like, even as a champion, like I feel like, obviously, he was on TV more, so he was kind of a bigger threat than at least Adam Page's, but I just never felt like he was a focus of Raw. There's this other stuff going on. Yeah. And he still kind of had like that New Day stench on him. I mean, I, I don't think he had a totally change of character, but he was still kind of doing the goofy stuff with the same attire, and yeah, he changed his theme, but still kind of the same way he was in the New Day. I feel like they didn't really kind of, 
instead of like going all the way in, they kind of just put two feet in at first, and then they kind of stayed there. I feel like if they kind of went full fledge on it, he could have maybe been a bigger deal. But once he lost it, and now clearly he's going back to SmackDown to go back with the New Day. Seemingly, I just, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I don't really prefer it, but I, I feel like they didn't really give him a fair shake, and now he's just going back to what what worked before. And it's, I mean, we, how many like. How long it's been at this point? It's kind of like tiresome. I mean, I think the chances at this point that we get a Big E and Kofi tag team title reign. I mean, I know Xavier and Kofi went for the titles at day one, and on the subsequent SmackDown, and they lost both matches. To this company, it it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think they'll just put Big E and Kofi in there, and I think they'll be the ones to beat the Usos. I don't, I don't like that at all. But I feel like that that's where that's going because I don't know what else you do with Big E on SmackDown. I feel like there's more people for him to feud with and really get programmed with on Raw where he's on his own. They need more single stars right now. They don't need, the New Day doesn't need, even with the New Day, I mean, I think Xavier, he just won King of the Ring to kind of reunite all three of them coming off of, you know, Big E and Kofi's WWE title reigns and Xavier being King of the Ring, I feel like would be a total waste. Yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe you do him and him and Drew, but, I mean, it seems like he's facing fucking Corbin and Mad Cat Moss, so... Oh. Don't remind me. I'm glad Drew is back ahead of schedule, seemingly. I don't know if he was ever supposed to be out for more than a couple of weeks, um, but I just I fucking hate that idea. But back to the Raw side real quick. For Rollins, um, we were talking about potential opponents from at WrestleMania. The Shane thing was pitched. Thank God that's not happening. I just have no desire to see that at all. The Shane matches at this point are just a complete... I, I said that last year with Braun. It was a total waste of a spot on the card. Braun could have been doing something else. He did win, granted, but it was just a complete waste of time. Um, is there any one opponent that stands out to you for Rollins at Mania? Like, him and Edge has already been done. That was an amazing feud, but it's already been done. Um, do you think they could go back to him and Owens? And the only issue with that, I feel, is that they've already feuded several times. I mean, they they literally feuded at WrestleMania two years ago. And they had a great match with the roles reversed. But even with Owens as the heel and Rollins as the babyface, which is, I feel, where they might be going with this, Dude, we also saw that five years ago. Remember Hell in a Cell, the worst pay-per-view we've ever been to? They had a match with inside Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship, and even then I saw I thought we saw that match a million times at that point. So I, I don't know if Rollins is ready to take that babyface turn, and I don't really love the idea. I guess it gets Owens in the card in a singles match again, but I, I don't love that idea either, I don't think. Yeah, I'm kind of out on that as well. Like, they kind of did tease on Raw, like, him, like, oh, can you just get me in the match? And Rollins was just like, eh. And then he lost, obviously, to Austin Theory. So, like, I feel like they're teasing some tension between them there because he wanted Rollins to help him out, and Rollins didn't do him a solid. So, yeah. I mean, that's not where I want to see. Like you said, they. I feel like they've faced so many times in the last couple of years that, I mean, no thank you. Right, like I said, I'd rather have Rollins be in the triple threat. Yeah, no, I would much rather prefer that. Um, why not Keith Lee? He's a fresh fit. Oh, never, never mind. Um, they got Karrion Cross though. He's oh, yeah, never mind. Uh, they they just I don't know them letting go of so many fresh faces. I think that could have it goes back to what I've been saying for months now. These are people that you could have plugged into these positions if you actually give a fuck about. I mean, they have these people now that are left, and even then they won't really do much with them. They just I I just don't really get it. I just don't understand. Um, so that's an issue. If it's not Rollins, and Rollins, even if he is involved in a main event at Mania, and it's for the Universal Championship, not the WWE Championship, as we speak right now, Bobby Lashley is a two-time WWE Champion. D- I just, I, I keep going back to this. I fucking hate when they do this pay-per-view before WrestleMania, Elimination Chamber. Nothing ever really happens at this show. And if you literally go back, I, I shit you not, if you look back at every installment for the last 10 years, I would say... Seven or eight times out of ten, the champions will retain almost every fucking time. And it's supposed to be like, oh, that's like a shocking occurrence. Because you technically have, you know, five to one odds or six to one odds or whatever. And they overcome the odds every time. It's because they don't want to deviate from their plans before Mania. Which then begs the question, why would you do the pay-per-view before Mania? I don't want Bobby to lose. But I don't also really want him to retain. Because I feel like we see that every year. I mean... Shouldn't this match just be for a spot or a chance to face Bobby at WrestleMania? I feel like that would make far more sense. Yeah, but I don't think they're going into WrestleMania with Bobby as a champion, so that's why they're doing it. If not that what you think is going to happen, what would you want to see? Based off of who we have on Raw, I guess including Rollins, but if we're including Rollins maybe with Brock and Roman, um, what was what would be the match that you would like to see at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship? And I spoke about this yesterday. 
You know, I mentioned the idea of, for example, an AJ Styles versus Edge match. Where that would come from, how they would build it up in the matter of two months. WrestleMania is in two months. That's really not a lot of time. I, I don't really know how that would make sense between now and then. Maybe they can figure something out. AJ being a babyface now, seemingly, doesn't really help because if he was a heel, it would make more sense, I think. Or if Edge turned heel, which I don't see happening. That's an idea. That, to me, feels like a marquee WWE title match. Would it main event? No. I feel like it's going to be a women's main event one night, and then the Roman-Brock match, and if Rollins is involved, another night. Um, But what would you do based off who we have on Raw? We got Rollins, Owens, Lashley. I guess not Big E anymore. Um, Who else do we have on Raw? Uh, I'm trying to think. Who else is in that chamber? What'd you say? Omos. Oh my god, Omas, Damian Priest looked like a piece of trash out there at, uh, at the Rumble on Saturday. Ridiculous. They, they, you know, Austin Theory is an up-and-comer. Not that he should be in the WWE title match. So, based, again, Balor, eh, whatever, I mean, he's, he's a loser right now. But based on who we have on Raw at the moment, is there any one match that you would really want to see from the stars on that show for the WWE Championship? Nothing really makes sense is the problem. The only match, and I'll go I'll go to this real quick before you answer that, and I spoke about this on Hashtag. It was reported, again, we're jumping all over the place here, from Meltzer, I think, or another credible source, I guess. Not I, I've seen differing, you know, uh, reports that kind of go, that tell me otherwise, but Riddle and Orton at one point was penciled in, or at least considered to be the WWE Championship match in Mania, and we still could get that. Riddle is in the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber matchup. He could very well win and go on to face Randy at WrestleMania. I think that would be stupid. I think if Riddle is going to win the title, first of all, he's a fucking goof right now. Second of all, I just I, I wouldn't want to see that wasted at a random Saudi show and then have Orton likely beat him for the title at WrestleMania, which I don't. I also don't really want to see. I feel like it should be the other way around. I don't, I don't know. Do you think that's a, a possible WWE title match, or are you like me and that feels more like a mid-card match of Mania than anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I saw people, oh, Riddle's going to win the Rumble. If he did, it would literally scream like Otis winning the mind in the bag. I like Riddle. He's taken as an absolute joke on TV. He was on a fucking scooter race. The on next Monday day, night. yeah, or two days later, yeah. I just... You know, I mean, I think that's... If they're going to do Riddle and Warren, that should just be like a non-title thing. I mean, they've been built up like as partners, so I, that would make more sense, but I'm kind of out on that. I, like, they're goofing around with Alpha Academy. It just it would seem completely random if he just won the title. Yeah. Uh, again, beyond that, though, any match that really stands out, or is the answer no? It's not. I literally think, like, Rollins, Brock, and Roman are probably the, my biggest interest. Maybe we should just retire the WWE title. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I mean, it's so obvious they treat it like a secondary championship. I mean... If you don't have plans for your top title match for one of the shows going into Mania or two months out, that that's pretty bad. That is very bad. So they got to figure some shit out. I, I don't know what they know. I don't even know if they know. They definitely don't know what's going on going into WrestleMania on the men's side. Um, let's talk about the women, though. We had the Women's Rumble on Saturday, which I honestly thought a lot of polarizing opinions, and I understand from a certain respect. I actually really liked the match. I really liked the Women's Rumble. I personally thought, and having seen every Women's Rumble not just as they aired, and we were there for the first one, but I've gone back and watched the other ones in recent weeks leading up to this one. Not to say they were all barn burners by any means, but this was probably the strongest, I thought, of the bunch. You know, we got a lot of cool cameos, some of that I wasn't expecting. Melina was out there. I mentioned her on the show a couple of weeks ago. Not a major surprise, and she only lasted 30 seconds because she botched her elimination by accident. You know, but they had that thing at the beginning with her, you know, the, the Alicia Foxes and the Kelly Kellys were kind of a waste with how they handled them. Alicia Fox, I don't give two shits about anyway. But, like, the Riot Squad mini reunion I thought was well done. The Nikki Ash attacking Mighty Molly thing I thought was cool. We got the Sonya Naomi furthering of their feud. Even Cameron, who I'm not a big fan of at all, even she showed up and she kind of got involved in that thing with Sonya tossing her out. I thought that was well done. I were coming back with the right to censor stuff. I thought, personally, I thought was funny. Um, even Mickey James coming out the hardcore country in the Impact Knockouts World Championship. So, I don't know. I thought there were a lot of cool moments. I thought it was a really good match. We talked about it last week. Ronda's winning. LOL. I mean, I, listen, I picked Bianca because I didn't think they would really deviate, but they did. And um, Ronda creates the most intriguing options as far as she could choose Becky. She can choose Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And we talked about this over text on Sunday. I, I don't know. I feel like there's pros and cons to both. So, Let's get into this officially. We talked about it last week a little bit, but Ronda Rousey has returned to WWE. She did win the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble. What's next? You know, she attacked Becky on Monday. She's going to be on SmackDown this week. Apparently, she said she's going to be making her decision. 
your thoughts on Ronda. I mean, actually, before we even get to that stuff as far as what's next for Ronda, I just want your thoughts on the match itself real quick. Did you fall in the camp of people that didn't like the match, loved the match, or somewhere in between? No, I thought it was good. I mean, I think we discussed this before. We got call. I thought some of the, the like legends coming out was just kind of a waste. Like you said, Kelly Kelly, Alicia Fox, I mean, they got tossed out in seconds. Ivory... Was she in the match? Five seconds. I thought it was. Kind of, I mean, I get it why they did it. But no, I, I, I get why you wouldn't like it though. I understand. Yeah. The Mol- mighty Molly thing. It would have been bad if she just wasn't. She was like in the rumble like the last three years. So to me, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get the point of the Nikki Ash thing, but I just still thought it was dumb. And I said this on to you the other day. Like they complain that there's no exposure to NXT, but instead of having these stupid veterans in there, we're literally going to do nothing. Why wouldn't you put, like, Cora Jade, or why wouldn't you put, like, Raquel in there and, like, pump them up a little bit? I mean, I'd rather see them in than, than Arion going in and getting tossed out in two seconds, or the same with, with Kelly Kelly. Like, it just seemed like it was a waste. But, I mean, I did mark for Sarah Logan. I, I, I died at that one. I had watched the Rumble in 2018 when she was the third person uh, the night before, so I, I did mark out for the little uh, uh, Riot Squad reunion, yeah. but... I thought the match itself was good. Once Ronnie came out, I mean, it was pretty sensed on she was going to win. But I feel like they they had some bigger people in there. Bianca, Rhea, Charlotte was in there at the end. Lita. So I guess they held my dispense a little bit. But um, no, I thought it was good. I, I I didn't have too many complaints. I mean, Sasha getting tossed out like a piece of trash kind of bothered say, me. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> that was I bizarre. And that I don't really get their booking of her. Like they act like she's a big deal, but then she just never does anything. So. That was kind of bizarre. I mean, Liv Morgan getting tossed up by the Bellas. I almost smashed my phone on the ground. I was fucking hot. <laughs> and then they did the loser thing. I was like, here we go. I don't know. I, th- I thought Liv, I mean, I didn't think she was going to win, but the way she got tossed out by them, it just, like, bothered me. Yeah, I get that. So, I mean, the one thing I said, once Ronnie came out, it was kind of solidified she was going to win, but at least they, like, had other big-time people in there, so there was some kind of, dis- like, some kind of, like, oh, maybe she won't. At least... The, the men, I mean, once Brock came out, it was fucking clear as day that he was going to win. <laughs> Even before he came out, dude, come on. I mean, once 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 Randy Orton came out at 29, I was like, I, like once, yeah, I mean, once he lost to Roman, he knew he was going to, once he lost to <laughs> Bobby, he knew he was going to win it. But like, once it came down to the point that was 30 and he came out, it was like, no shit. Remember we were getting our hopes up last week and I said, dude, Brock, Brock's winning. Let's just get it out of the way now. But he's winning, and then he did. I, I saw my like that little weather app on your phone of the forecast for the next week. It said Brock on sat on Saturday, and it said number thirty for like the number of degrees. It said thirty degrees, meaning he's coming out of thirty and he's winning the whole thing, which is exactly what happened. So we'll get to that momentarily. Before we get to the Ronda Rousey outcome with her winning and whatever, uh, to mention some of the side stories that you mentioned there, specifically with Sasha and Liv. The Liv one was weird. Um, I you know, part of me thinks maybe they'll go back to it. Knowing this company, they won't. The Sasha thing was fucking weird. What we forgot to mention was that she wasn't just tossed out within 10 minutes. It gave me major Daniel Bryan 2015 vibes. The weird thing about it was that she was tossed out as soon as Zelina Vega entered the match and Zelina tossed her out immediately. Why Queen Zelina? It's not like they have any history, which begs me to think, again, this company does a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. AJ Styles, for God fucking sakes, got tossed up on Mad Cat Moss. Are they going to go back to that? No, they're not even on the same show. Neither is Zelina and Sasha, but Zelina is one half of the tag team champions. So that brings me to the women's tag team title title scene. We never talk about it because there are no teams. They never really... I, don't, I think Carmella and Zelina have maybe defended them once in the two months they've had them. Rhea and Nikki maybe defended them once or twice in the two or three months they had them. Completely pointless. But they do have the potential there for a few different teams. So, Queen, Zelina, and Carmella are champions. Rhea and Nikki just broke up. They need more teams. The Bella Twins are good to go. Nikki's been cleared. I could see them being in the match at WrestleMania. I thought we would get the Nick, uh, the Bella Twins either eliminating them or vice versa. No interaction, which was weird. But you mentioned um, the Riot Squad. Could they bring back Sarah to reunite Liv? It's not like Liv has anything going out at this point. She failed against Becky two or three times. So, I guess you could do that. Could Sasha reunite with Bailey? I mean, we'll get to the Ronda Rousey thing and how that affects Sasha, but at this point, dude, it doesn't look... They're doing Sasha in Charlotte at WrestleMania. They are not doing a good job because Sasha looked like an absolute loser on Saturday. So talk to me a little bit about the women's tag team title scene. Could you see any of those three teams potentially challenging Carmella and Zelina at WrestleMania? Sasha and a reunited Bailey, which I don't know why they would reunite. I don't really like that idea. The Bella Twins, maybe. 
in the Riot Squad because they have nothing else for Liv to do. And Ruby's already... I, I'm sure they would have reached out to Ruby if she didn't go to AEW. Um, but those are a couple teams that can maybe go for the belts at WrestleMania. I mean, just to fill time, since there's two nights, I'm not against it totally. I mean, I think Liv is bigger than like a battle royal. I mean, the belts don't mean anything, but I guess it's something. I, I wouldn't hate if like they did her and Sarah Logan versus Zelina, Carmella, and the Bellas. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. Other besides the Bellas actually winning. Um, but I mean, there's really nothing going else on. And like I said, there's no other reason for them to toss her out. So maybe they can kind of connect the dots there, but I feel like Liv's too big on Raw to not be kind of put in something that means, means something right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're coming off the Becky feud, and she was never going to win, which is fine, but yeah, I could just... I don't even know if they would do a Battle Royal, dude. Do they even have enough women to do a Battle Royal? I mean, if you if you take away the, the tag team champions, assuming they do a ta- tag team title match, which I assume they will because they need to kill time between the two nights, um, maybe they do that. They don't even have enough women. Like, they didn't have enough women to put in the fucking Royal Rumble. They had, like, half of the spots dedicated to legends and alumni and stuff like that, so... I feel like I don't even know if they should do the women's battle royal anymore, unless they bring back those same women to fill up their spots in the battle royal. <laughs> but um, with Sasha, it's weird because again, it looked like they were teasing for a little while her and Charlotte at Mania. What are you thinking as far as who Ronda Rousey is choosing? I, I think at this point, I think she's making her decision tomorrow as we speak. I think it's going to be Charlotte Flair freeing up Bianca to go after Becky, which makes me happy for Bianca that they're going to fill that story. You know, see it through, have her hopefully beat Becky. If she doesn't, then just, I don't know what to say at that point. But then Sasha kind of gets fucked. So I feel like either way, regardless of who Ronda chooses, because she wasn't in the cards to come back a month ago, as far as we know. Um, you know, as, as far as we know from this company standpoint, booking standpoint too. I don't know what you do with Sasha. That That's the question right now. Yeah, I mean, I think they should do Becky, Becky and Ronda. I mean, I, I know it screwed Bianca over. But I just feel like that's the story they've been telling, even without Ronda being involved. Like, Becky keeps saying, oh, I've been champion since WrestleMania 35. Yeah, I've been wrestling champion since WrestleMania 35. She hasn't lost since then. So, like, or hasn't lost. So, like, I feel like it'd make the most sense to have her versus Ronda because that's when, like, that's who she beats for the belt. Ronda hasn't been back since. So it makes sense for her to face Becky. I mean, I've seen things saying that, like, Becky, that Ronda would be here, here for this year and next year, and like, oh, they'll do her and Becky next year. But yeah, so but much Becky can change would... between now and then, I think, right? What? So much can change between now and then. Exactly, and if Becky loses the belt, I feel like it would mean it make it means so much less than if they face each other. Like, yeah, I feel like it just makes more sense to have her face now because the story is being told that Becky has been champion since WrestleMania 35. She beat Ronda. Yeah, exactly. That's my Ronda thought. Ronda yeah. like a loser. Like, why would Ronda want to beat Charlotte? Like, I don't think like. There's really no reason for her to face like. There's no reason for her to face Charlotte other than them saying, "Oh, you're gonna face Charlotte because we have Bianca waiting for, for Becky." But then, like you said, then it screws over Sasha, who seemingly was probably gonna face Charlotte if Ronda didn't come back. So I don't know. I feel like it would make less. It make way more sense if you had Ronda face Becky, but I feel like she's gonna choose Charlotte. And that's the bigger match too, because again, I always go back to this, and I said this last week: whoever wins the Rumble should main event WrestleMania like they did last year. Ronda and Charlotte, maybe five years ago, I don't think in 2022, that is not a WrestleMania main event. To me, the WrestleMania main event is either Ronda and Becky. I don't think they would put Becky and Bianca on last since Becky or Bianca didn't win the Rumble. Ronda's a bigger star than Bianca. She is. I mean, that's just a fact. Even even though her stock has dropped, obviously, considerably in the last five years, she's still a bigger you know star than Bianca. I don't really want to see Ronda and Charlotte in the Mania main event. And if they do do that, and we know Roman's in the main event, obviously, there's not even a question that he's going to be in the main event again, especially if they, don't know what, if they don't know what the WWE title match is. That would mean for the second straight year, both matches would be SmackDown matches in the main event of WrestleMania. I Four straight matches between two years, I just don't buy that. <laughs> I said that. I said maybe you did. should go out. Yeah. I said I was like maybe it'll be Becky, so it won't be two and two the same thing. But then you said last year, and I totally had forgotten that. But I don't know. I just feel like Ron. I just feel like Ronda Becky makes too much sense to not do it now. I yeah. I, I just agree. feel like Charlotte. Like because no, why would Ronda want to face Charlotte? Like I don't get it. She just beat her in the Royal Rumble. Like <laughs> I just don't get why she'd want to face her. The last time she was wrestling, she lost to Becky. She comes back, beats Charlotte to then get the chance to face Becky again. So why the fuck would you face Charlotte? It makes no sense. 
It does make sense. I don't care what anyone. Everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for the match. Like, why? Why would you want to see the match? What Charlotte I, and uh, Ronda? You want to see Ronda and Becky because Becky's on the beat. Ronda. Yes, that makes complete sense. Yes, I'm talking. Yes, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I we talked about this a couple days ago over text. Becky and Ronda is undisputably. You know, and we should have got Becky and Ronda the first time anyways. They had a fucking shoe in Charlotte, because why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know they never... I know they had one match at Survivor Series a couple months earlier that Ronda won by DQ because Charlotte beat the shit out of her. But she got... Didn't she... Wouldn't... If, if that even still matters to Ronda, which... Why would she care more about that than Becky at this point? She has the choice... The equal choice of going after either. Like you said, she already tossed Charlotte out of the Rumble. Would that not be her redemption for what Charlotte did to her, presumably three or four years ago? I mean, like you said, the last time we saw Ronda, she got pinned with her shoulders down to the mat, and it wasn't even clean. That that finish was terrible. I mean, we were there, dude. We we the reaction. I I don't know. I mean, it was a pop, but it was more like I'm hitting the parking lot so I can drive home. And I mean, that was you. I had to wait for a fucking train that was stranded, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> Sore subject still a few years later. Easily, and it never won't. It never won't be. Um, but with Ronda though, she wasn't even pinned decisively. Like her shoulders were up. Why wouldn't she want to prove to Becky? Listen, I'm better than you, bitch. Like I could, I could see her saying that. She, I think she said bitch on Monday. I could see her saying that, and then I don't know. I mean, do you think part of it is the fact that they? <laughs> They really want Ronda to get cheered. I know both Charlotte and Becky are faces. Or heels, rather. They're all fucking unlikable, the problem. All three of them as characters. Do you think that they wouldn't want to do Ronda and Becky right now because Becky's in this midst of this, like, major heel run and they know that people would cheer Becky over Ronda and they want Becky to, they want Ronda to be cheered and they it's a lot less likely they would cheer Charlotte over Ronda. But then in addition to that, I also ask you, it's not like Ronda came across as a babyface on Monday's Raw. Her promo was terrible and she did not come across likable whatsoever. So that's that's another issue. <laughs> I have no idea, like I said. I think if, at this point you have to do them. Because even if you don't do them this year, it's what are you going to have Becky be champion again in another year? Is she going to hold on to the title for another year? I can't. She can't. Exactly. So then oh, unless they're going to put the belt back on it. But I just feel like it wouldn't make as much sense. Like this is the moment to do it because it's been so long. Like, I don't know. I guess like. I don't know, because, like, I feel like Ronda, like, is Ronda going to win? Like, that's another thing. It's like, if you do her and Charlotte, is she going to beat Charlotte, or is she going to lose? Because then she then she would lose twice, and then then what do you do? And then if she lost to Charlotte, then why would I want to see her versus Becky next year? She lost to both of them already. I don't know. I, I just feel like they're overthinking it. It's so clear. As, I mean, it, I think it's going to be, they're going to pick her and, her and Charlotte, but, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do her and Becky. I think it makes the most sense. If they were to do Becky and Ronda, and I was thinking this after the pay-per-view ended, if she faces Charlotte, Ronda absolutely has to. I mean, that's not even a question. If Charlotte were to beat Ronda Rousey, and I'm not even saying that's impossible, because look at all the other Charlotte matches we've gotten at WrestleMania where she shouldn't have won when she beat Rhea Ripley, shouldn't have won there. WrestleMania 32 when she beat Becky and Sasha, shouldn't have won there. WrestleMania 34 against Asuka, shouldn't have won there. Like, they have her win the most random matches where it doesn't make sense. And uh, I think this year would be the same thing. It would be fucking dumb if she if she won this match against Ronda Rousey, assuming they go in that direction. But what I was thinking about was, if she chooses Becky, I know Bianca wouldn't get her moment at Mania. But here's the thing, though. She won at WrestleMania last year in the main event, so it's not like she's never had a WrestleMania moment. I think she also debuted at WrestleMania in, in the, the year before in the fucking the, the Performance Center, but um, on the main roster. So what if you do Ronda and Becky, but you have Becky win? I know you're saying Ronda would get pinned twice. I think it would be okay if they didn't have her lose again for a while after that. What I would do, I would have Becky beat her. Because Becky, again, she never really got the decisive win over Ronda. It wasn't one-on-one. And like I said, the shoulder shit, it looked terrible. She has yet to actually beat Ronda. So I feel like her beating Ronda, close out that story. She finally gets her win over her. Whether she's a face or heel or whatever, probably still heel. Maybe if Ronda's the babyface going into Mania, maybe that's what causes her to snap and go heel or whatever. I would then, you can wait this long. I mean, I don't know how many how many women they have left in that division that Becky hasn't beaten yet. I would wait until SummerSlam and then have Bianca beat Becky there, maybe in the main event. They'll be in Nashville. SummerSlam is never, I don't know when the last time SummerSlam was in Nashville, but that's the same state in which Bianca is from. So, And it's also a year from when Bianca lost to Becky anyway. That, to me, makes more sense. What you do with Bianca in the meantime, 
Maybe Again, maybe she wins that pointless women's WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. If they even have enough women to do that this year, I don't know. She could do something else at Mania. Maybe she faces Alita or a Beth Phoenix or something. I don't know. But, or maybe her would live and they do a tag team thing. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's possible too. And they already kind of had that built-in friendship from a couple of months, weeks ago or whatever. And they teamed together on Raw a few times. Is that something that you would want to see? Because to me, Bianca still gets her moment at the end. Becky gets to beat Ronda. We get Becky and Ronda, which is a big match. And Charlotte can face Sasha Banks. I think that's a win-win for everyone. And, and Sasha can yeah, finally win a match at WrestleMania. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, you do that. And then you can have Ronda face Charlotte at SummerSlam. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or she goes to SmackDown, or they just have her fa- What if Again, what if Rhea goes heel? Or uh, what if Charlotte... Ronda Rousey goes heel. What if Ronda snaps, like I said, after WrestleMania? People are going to boo her anyway. So I don't know how you would drag her out as a face between now and Mania because people already don't like her. But you got a big reaction to the Rumble, but that's because she's back. But by the time it settles in that she's back, people will start to boo her, I guarantee you. Especially if she cuts more promos like she got on Monday, which was just te- just terrible. I think I, I saw more charisma from that from that piece of cardboard and that show Ed, Ed, and Eddie 20 years ago than I did from Ronda Rousey in that promo on Monday's Raw. But from there... Like you said, maybe she faces Charlotte at SummerSlam. Assuming Ronda's still on Raw, what if you turn her heel and have her feud with Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley doesn't have anything going on right now. I mean, I, I she beat Nikki Ash clean as a sheet on Monday. That should be over. So maybe you could do that going into... Maybe you could do Bianca and Rhea as a WrestleMania match. That's another thing. Maybe they could do Rhea and Ronda at SummerSlam. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like at the end of the day, it, has to, it should be Ronda and Becky. And if they don't, they're missing a, a huge opportunity there. I mean, that is WrestleMania written all over it. And like I said, anything can change between now and then, or now and next year. What if one of them gets hurt? One of them. What if one of them decides? You know, what if Ronda? I mean, I know she signed through next year, but she. Let's face it, dude. When she came the first time four years ago, she was signed for two or three years. She left after a year. I mean, she could not. She can kind of leave if she wants to. Like if she decides that she's going to get pregnant again, she wants another kid. Same thing with Becky Lynch. Nothing is stopping these people from leaving or again getting hurt. Or what if someone else, what if, I guess I don't know if this would happen, but what if someone like Raquel Gonzalez came up and got hot, like got super hot and they had to push her, or Rhea Ripley got super over. I just feel like you're really risking it by waiting one more year. Like you said, bottom line, Becky and Ronda, I'm not saying it has to be the Mania match because it's not like it's an alternative. Like the alternative I don't think is terrible with Charlotte and Ronda. I just don't think it makes sense. I wouldn't complain. I just don't really think that's as strong of an option. If you really want to do two strong main events for Mania, it's Brock and Roman and then maybe Seth, but probably not. Those two on one night and then Becky and Ronda the other night. That's what I would do. I feel like to do anything else would be... It would be weird for the main event of Mania to not feature Becky Lynch, who has been the biggest star in this company, aside from, honestly, probably Roman and Brock. She's probably 1-3. If, if they're 1-A and 1-B, she's 1-C. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you could do her and Ronda Saturday night and do Roman and Brock Sunday night. Completely agree. And I would have Becky win, and then Roman, I would... <laughs> in, a, in a perfect world, I would have him win. <laughs> I would have him win, too, but we can't get too greedy. I'm sure his reign is probably coming to an end at WrestleMania this year. As, I mean, I'm sure... <laughs> what if they just have Ronda and Brock just walk out with all this? I mean, they probably could. They walked out of the Rumble winning, right? I mean, they there's a decent chance they both walk out of WrestleMania with all the championships. There's a very real possibility of that. It's possible. It's possible, and I fucking hate that reality that we live in if that actually happens, but I guess we'll find out. We'll be sitting on the end of our, edge of our seats finding out whether that's actually going to happen or not, so time will tell. It's not predictable. I will give them that, though. It's not predictable, so that is a positive, right? Yeah, it's always a positive. I mean, predictability is what usually ruins everything. And that's what ruined the Men's Royal Rumble. I mean, although I would have been fine with the finish, and we'll, and we'll get to that in a second, but... um. Yeah, it's, it's not predictable, and this conversation is probably going to be relevant by tomorrow when Ronda Rousey comes out on SmackDown and chooses Charlotte, so it doesn't even matter in the end. Exactly. Tomorrow, when she says Charlotte tomorrow, I break my cell phone, I won't hear from you for a while. <laughs> exactly. Uh, men's Rumble real quick, just to kind of bounce around from the show. We already talked about Brock winning and what's next for him. To you, what made this match such a drag? I thought this was one of the worst Rumbles I've seen. Not because it was as infuriating as like the 2014 or the 2015 Rumble specifically, but just because it was fucking boring and there weren't any stories told really. They had the Zayn and Knoxville thing, which got a big reaction, and I thought that was well done. But beyond that, no NXT people, no real major surprises, which is what people really like from this match. I know you pop for Shane McMahon. We'll get to Shane in a little bit. 
you know, he was in here. That just made me laugh because I'm like, the only thing that would make this match worse is if we got someone like Shane in there, and <laughs> we fucking did. Um, so that made me laugh. Bad Bunny being in there, I thought he was great, but I just don't like two celebrities being in the Rumble. I mean, it's, there's no quota, but that's just a me thing. Uh, some of the eliminations were goofy. The Kofi Kingston bot spot was a bummer. Um, the ending was obviously disappointing. And, and Drew being in there with him was great, but the match itself... It was uh, It's a major thumbs down for me. That was a very boring match. And if Brock had won following an exciting match, I wouldn't have minded as much. But the match itself, I thought, was just a complete bore fest to me. Yeah, I just felt like going into it, I mean, not that we... I feel like the biggest problem I have with this match is, like, we going in, we figured Brock was going to win. I just also just don't think they really built up anyone else to be even a credible threat to win. I mean, we were talking about last week, we're like, Brock has to win because who else could possibly win? People are saying AJ. Yeah. But, like, he's been treated as a fucking joke on Raw for a while. Omos, probably not because he's just a goof as well. He, like, since him and AJ broke up, he's done literally next to nothing. Drew was hurt, so we didn't think he'd even be in it. People saying Big E, ha, 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 I'm laughing in your face now. <laughs> Owen's pre-signed. He looks like... He's off in purgatory, so there's no chance he was going to win. I just felt like there was n- the main guys that they even had in it, we didn't have any th- faith that they were going to win. Yep. And then you had every tag team that oh my means God. nothing. And then, I mean, I love Rick Boogs, but Bud, why Why is he in the Royal Rumble? I just mm-hmm. don't get that. Like, that's a perfect example of, like, why couldn't you put, like, Braun Breaker in there and, like, have him toss out some people. I mean, Madcap. Mad, I don't mind Madcap. Like him tossing AJ was a joke. I love Rey Mysterio, but his son. I mean, come on. Why does he have to be in the match? Like Gable. Why did he have to be in it? I just feel like with the tag teams, there should be like a fucking quota or rule. Like you can only have one of you be in because, like, why did we need Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler in it? And mm-hmm. like Ricochet. I love Ricochet. He's not doing anything. Ford and. Ford and what's his face Dawkins like why do you need both of them in there I just feel like there's so many guys in the match that we had zero faith are gonna win and then Brock came in and won and like who's the final four Brock Bad Bunny <laughs> Shane McMahon and let and and, and uh, Drew like I couldn't even tell you it was, I know Bad Bunny was one of the last people I'm pretty sure it was Bad he, Bunny Shane Drew and fucking Lesnar yeah that, I think they were the final four so, like, so. it literally came down to Brock. I mean, Bad Bunny's not going to win. We knew Shane wasn't going to win. And then it was between Drew and Brock, but we all knew Brock was going to win. I just, I felt like there was, they didn't build anyone up. There's part of the weakest build, I feel like, to Royal Rumble. I feel like we just figured Brock would enter and win. Once he lost, once Roman got inter- interfered, at that point we knew he was going to be in the match. Mm-hmm. And then no one else was built up to the point that we could even think they were going to win. I mean, obviously people had pipe dreams of either Big E or, or Owens or AJ were going to win, but I mean, AJ was tossed out pretty, pretty early. And I just feel like no one else is really credible enough to even win. I mean, people saying riddle, I mean, stop. The guy's been an absolute joke on TV. I like him. I think him if they had built him up more, he could have been, he could have won, but he was, he's been a joke lately is the problem. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, I, it felt like Otis winning money in the bank. To yep, me if he totally won. agree. He just was just, it would have been a shock just to say a shock, but the, I just, I think, like I said, I think it was very boring because no one in it really had a chance to win it until Brock came in at the very end. Yeah. And I just felt like, like, Omos, like, he tosses Damian Priest out and then gets tossed out by, like, six or seven losers. Like, okay. I popped for Ridge Holland, but, I mean, he wasn't going to win. I thought Theory looked good, but I just, that's it. I mean, I feel like there was just a bunch of losers in there that, like, Made it pretty boring. Way it was too like many they, tag like teams. The Usos were in it like 2011 when they were nobodies. And they weren't in it this year. At, at the very least, put the Usos in there, dude. Because why wouldn't they want to win for Roman Reigns? I mean, that that to me would have made more sense than, let me check my notes, the Mysterios or Dirty Dogs or the Street Profits. I mean, come on. I mean, they're the, Smackdown, they the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but they had the Raw Tag Team Champions in there. So why not the Usos? They put Boogs in. Come on, man. For what? A comedy spot when he did a uh, military press or something? Dude, the military pressed Chad Gill with one arm. Just ridiculous. I just... People were waiting for something big, and they got it and when Shane McMahon came out. That was... I thought Bad Bunny coming out was big. I, I popped for Bad Bunny, but it's just like one of those things like he's not going to win, so... No, I mean, it's fine. I mean, no, I'm not saying... Bad Bunny was a cool surprise. The Shane thing I thought was just stupid, just because... 
I just, I don't know. I feel like we've seen Shane make a million returns. You were there. I mean, we watched it together. When he came back six years ago, it was fucking great. We watched it in your dorm and in, in, in the mod. It was amazing. And it, I feel like it's the case of diminishing returns with him where it's at a point now where he's just so unbearable and his matches aren't even good. We're just having him around. No one really gains anything. So let's get into that, you know, real quickly. The story from, uh, from yesterday. Shane McMahon out of WWE first reported by Ringside News, later confirmed by Fightful and Meltzer, among other people, PW Insider. Shane McMahon uh, kind of quietly let go, I guess partially due, and among other stuff, but maybe mostly due to the fact that he had a lot of influence in that men's Royal Rumble match. A lot of changes throughout the day. I think the both matches, if not just the men's. Um, he was made to look more like a star than anyone else in that match. <laughs> Honestly, beyond Bad Bunny and Brock, which is just, that's not good. Um, yeah, so if that had something to do with it, and seemingly they had plans for Shane going into Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, and then uh, literally within the matter of days of all of that being said, he wasn't on Raw, and he gets let go. I mean, this is quite a big story. Um, Shane, I don't think, was ever really, as far as I know, a true employee of WWE. I guess he was to a certain extent, but... He's been more of a main, or more of an on-screen talent the last six years. He's done stuff behind the scenes. He's he's kind of served as a producer, but it's not like he was next in line to take over the company. If anything ever happened, events, I, I doubt that would ever actually happen, even if Shane was still there. Um, but this was quite the surprise and, and quite the development. It was almost as quickly as Brian Kendrick getting let go from WWE on Tuesday, being added to Dynamite, and then being bumped from Dynamite. It all really happened very quickly. Same thing with Shane. Uh, this was quite the development. So I'm gonna get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I I love I I mean I'm a big Shane guy, so like I mean even though he has been extremely tiresome lately, I I, I feel like he I'm seen him in a little bit, so I mean seeing him out there was great. Like I said, no business really being in the final four. He did come out 28, so I mean statistically probably would have lasted that long, but I mean I'm at the point with Shane. I just he just he I I don't know why anyone would take him serious like. He just can't wrestle. They always have him against like these giants doing like his big spot. And I like you said, I feel like out of everyone, him, Bad Bunny, and probably Brock looked the strongest in the match. And I mean, you got a celebrity, an old fifty-year-old man, and Brock Lesnar. So <laughs> I mean, doesn't really make much sense. But I mean, like I said, that's why they should have had like a Braun Breaker. Maybe you could add him going and toss a few people out. Exactly. Plug your show that you're complaining that no one watches or have no buzz. I mean, why? I mean, that only makes sense. I, I mean, only an idiot would think of that. I mean, I don't know. I, I like heard reports that he was there. I don't. I don't. Maybe that. Maybe they just didn't put him in. I don't know. I've heard reports that the like, guys like Breaker were there, but just weren't used. I mean, yeah, I don't I know. I just feel like him coming out at 28 and maybe tossing a few people would have been a lot better than Shane. I feel like Shane's just like a tire trope we get every year. Like, comes out, they he's just like in a WrestleMania match they think's going to be important. Usually never is. It's to the point, it's like a diet system at this point. Do it once, it's kind of cool. I do it every year, it's just tiresome at this point. Allegedly, you're going to do him and Rollins. I mean, why? It's just like I said, another year of Shane and and at least at first there was some kind of story there. Now they're just pulling him out there to put him out there. Like the whole Braun stuff last year was absolutely fucking terrible. <laughs> the Braun and like the fucking bully Braun crying because he bullied the guys like four hundred pounds of fucking muscle. It was terrible. And then they fired him a month later. Come on, man. Come on. They're not even. Neither guy is even there anymore. So what was the the purpose of that program in retrospect? Nothing. It doesn't matter. You know, I like the Taker stuff going into WrestleMania 32. Again, we watched the build together. It was great stuff. The match itself sucked, but the build was very good. You know, they had him on SmackDown as a commissioner. I thought he served very well in that role. They had him do the, do the AJ match at 33. That was actually a great match. Don't you, don't you still have that shirt or did that make it onto the blanket? I literally wore it yesterday. Did you really? Oh, that's so funny. Um, I know you bought that shirt. No, that was a great feud. That was a great match. And even the stuff with Owens and Sammy was okay. When, once you get in, like, the Miz territory, <laughs> when he feuded with Miz going into Mania three years ago, <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. I think the turning point with Shane for me was when he won the Crown Jewel Tournament. They had him go heel, which he can be an entertaining heel, but he never got his fucking comeuppance, at least until he feuded with Owens. And then that, and then Owens went on to do nothing after that, so it didn't even really matter. But Miz lost how many times? Three? Never beat Shane after that, and it completely killed Miz as a babyface. So it's like, again, he has done more harm from a creative standpoint than, than helped. 
So just just get rid of him. He's just I'm I'm glad I I heard that he was gone, and I was like I had a sigh of relief thinking, poof, he's not in the chamber, he's not going to be at Mania. What does Owens gain from having a match with him at Mania? Nothing, nothing. I would rather see Balor or you know Owens against or Rollins against Balor, Rollins. Owens, anybody, anybody, AJ Styles than fucking Shane McMahon. Even if it doesn't make sense, I'd rather see him in Edge again than fucking Shane. Makes no sense. Um, but yeah, so that was the whole Shane McMahon story. Thankfully, it appears that he's out of WWE. Um, as we wind down here, we'll talk a little bit about AEW from last night. Uh, you know, we had the Elimination Chamber build on Raw. We already kind of got to a lot of that. Um, just to kind of close out here with AEW from Wednesday. Uh, I did not like the show. I, I thought the main event was great. MJF beating Punk was the right call. Shocked they did the match. I really thought it would be an angle. But you know what? If you're going to do it, you do it in Chicago. You give it a lot of time. You make it a big deal. Not a big fan of the restart finish at all. Um, but I thought the match itself was very good. Right winner. I liked the Wardlow swerve. That was well done. Show closed off on a high note with that match and finish. Um, everything else about the show, not a big fan of. The Paige and Archer stuff is just ice cold to me. I really just don't care about the feud. Paige just feels like a complete afterthought. Again, we're, we're beating a dead horse here by talking about that, but it's true. Um, the Brandy Lambert stuff was literally one of the worst segments I've ever seen on the show and it, since it started three years ago. It was fucking atrocious. It was really bad. Um, Moxley and Yuta was a com- just a waste of time. I, I like the Danielson and Moxley stuff. The promo that was that I thought that was good. Um, I like the House. What what is it? The House of Black, the Kings of the Black Throne, whatever they're calling themselves. Them against Penta and Pack I thought was a good match. Um, the main event though I thought really salvaged this show. Otherwise this would have been an all time terrible episode of Dynamite. So want to get your thoughts though on Dynamite and specifically the main event of MJF versus CM Punk. No, I thought the main event was definitely the the high point of the show. Um, like you said, I didn't love like the restart. Like, I don't know. I feel like the way that they started, they started so late in the show. Like when he won with still 20 minutes left, I was like, there's gotta be like some shenanigans, like a restart. So, um, I mean, it was what it was. I thought the beginning of the match kind of was kind of slow for my liking, but eventually they picked up. I mean, with a 40 minute match, basically you gotta, gotta pace yourself somewhere in there. So I thought that was a good match. Like you said, Wardlow coming out. Um, seemingly felt like he was going to turn on MGF, but helped him in the end. I mean, made sense. MGF big win, beat Punk in Chicago. Hopefully they face off a revolution. He gets beat again, keep MGF hot, yep. put him towards the title. I mean, at this point, he should basically be the champion because Paige is never on TV. Saying every week, now he's going to face fucking Lance Archer in a fucking Texas death match. I'm pretty sure it's next week. Yep. I really could care less. Um, and then he's going to probably face Adam Cole, who just lost the pockets. Like, anyone should care. I just, I don't know. I, I don't understand what they did with Adam Page. He was the hottest thing going into the championship, and then now he's the, the biggest loser going, like, yeah. it's like a tired trope at this point. I just don't, I don't even really want to talk about the guy. I just feel bad for him at this point. But we'll get that next week. The Brandy stuff. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, what was her purpose being out there besides being interrupted? I, I, I mean, it's not like she's a champion or reg- wrestles regularly that she'd be out there. Mm-hmm. It's just, just just for the angle. Um, I mean, her and Paige Van Zandt, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know why anyone <laughs> would care to see that. I mean, the last time we saw Paige Van Zandt, she was she – was, she was her whole team lost to Jericho and the inner circle have seemingly not teamed up and been on different page since that whole show. So that makes them look strong. But, uh, I guess we're going to get that coming up. I'm assumingly probably a revolution where Brandy <laughs> beat her. And I, then what do you do with Lambert then? Um, the Moxley stuff, I mean, him versus Wheeler, Utah, I mean, it was just a match. I mean, I guess get Mox on TV at the win. I don't really know if I want to see. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. The whole Danielson him faction thing, but I guess it's somewhat interesting. I guess. And then House of Black, and that was cool. I mean, finally Neville has. I mean, not Neville. Pack has seen it. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the, the it was like kind of the opposite than most weeks. Most weeks they start off with the hottest thing, and then it goes downhill. Mm-hmm. But they kind of. They gave us Moxley and Brian, so I guess that was kind of hot, but the rest of the show leading to the main event was just kind of there. I mean, Ruby Soho got pinned again, clean as a sheet, lost again. <laughs> I mean, she was this big free agent everyone was talking about. She's finally going to get her shot. She's not going to get buried by WWE anymore. She's lost two title matches in like five months. Can't win anything. <laughs> She's basically done. I mean, 
They had her, like, she, like, acknowledged him winning the crown. She got beat. Like, she looked like a big fucking loser. Like, Nyla Rose, who's fucking, they have her win one week, lose another week. She's just hot and cold, so that doesn't make Ruby feel any better. I just, I really don't know. And I just feel like, I mean, we got Jericho again. I mean, just on a backstage pre-tape, but we got that. I mean, we got Billy Gunn's kids and his kids beating up Jungle Boy. It was what it was. I mean, I, I don't really know. I just feel like it's just, it just there, I guess. I don't know. I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather see Jane. Like, where's Jane at? Get her on the TV show. Yeah, they haven't heard on. At this point, it's inexcusable that she hasn't had some sort of segment or a match on Dynamite. She's supposed to be the TBS champion. She won the title on that first show of the new year. That was a literal month ago at this point. That was 29 days ago from when we speak right now. I mean, come on, man. I mean, at this point, there's no excuse to not have her on the show. They really want to push her. She's been defending on Rampage and whatever. Cool, but can we just acknowledge that Rampage is not the third hour of Dynamite. It is an inferior show. Anytime they do title matches, they just don't matter. If you don't watch Rampage, you literally miss nothing. I mean, they're just warm-up matches. We're getting Sammy Guevara and Isaiah Cassidy. Should it be a good match? Yeah, but Isaiah Cassidy is booked like a loser, so why should I care? That is literally the the equivalent. I mean, I guess I can't say Damien and Dolph, because at least Dolph has some accolades on his own. That's like if they did Damien Priest against Angelo Dawkins or something for the United States Championship. Why, why should I care? I mean, he's just a tag team guy. Isaiah is a tag team guy currently. Why should I give a shit? I don't know. I just feel like Rampage is a complete hour, a waste of an hour of TV. It's an easy, of hour, easy hour of wrestling to watch, but nothing ever musty has happened on that show since it started. I haven't watched Rampage in so long. I just that's the thing. I yeah, feel like there's no reason to watch it. I haven't had a reason to watch. No, it's just it's the TNT TBS title show. They put the TNT title on there a lot. They put the TBS title on there quite a bit, and that's it. They do the tag team titles once in a while, but Jurassic Express against who? Who do they beat? They beat the acclaimed, I think, or they beat some team a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the Dark acclaimed. Order. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was the Dark Order. I thought they faced someone else too. Maybe it was Butcher and Blade, but they definitely the Dark Order. And it's like the Dark Order's not even on the show. Now we're supposed to. Oh, we're supposed to give a shit about Adam Cole and Evil Uno on Friday. Come on, man. Come on. That's Dude, ridiculous. He, the, 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 he lost the pockets, but it was a it was a lights out. Doesn't count. No, I mean just the, the visual of Adam Cole doing the honors and looking up at the lights for Orange Cassidy, who wasn't he was on the show last night. As a as a corner guy for Wheeler Yuta in a nothing match, and that was the same guy that beat Adam Cole. I mean, come on, man! It's just it's comical. We talked about Dan Hasden last week again. I think the guy's very entertaining. I think he is perfect. Did they just have him doing what he was doing last night? And he was probably more interesting to me anyway than the match itself going on in the ring. I think he's perfect with that, like that type of shit. But the problem is that. Orange Cassidy should be doing that too, but then they book him to win these important matches that end up amounting to nothing. Like, if he was just a corner man who was entertaining, doing this cute little shtick, then I think that's cool. Like, I think Dan Housen, same thing. I think that guy is very entertaining. He's not going to be winning a world championship. He shouldn't be winning world titles. He's a comedy gimmick. But so is Orange Cassidy, who just won in the main event of Dynamite last week. And you would never know from watching Dynamite this week. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you. I mean, they, people love pockets, so they got to get them out there. But. And they do. But the thing is, is that they love Dan Housen too, but they shouldn't be putting people like that in the main event. That, to me, is the problem. I feel like you can love someone, but there's a right role for them on the show. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, a guy like Dan Housen shouldn't be winning championships. I mean, it's pretty simple, but. But neither should Warren Cassidy, I don't think. No, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be beating Adam Cole. I don't care if it's lights out in a closet. <laughs> Unfilmed in a dirt field. I I mean, any scenario, pillow fight. I mean, he shouldn't be Adam Cole in a fucking game of rock paper scissors. I mean, the fact that they had him win and then Cole last night tried to shrug it off like it didn't matter. It was, it was against my record. No, I mean, anyone that watched the show saw you lose our Orange Cassidy. I don't care if you say it's not against your record or what. How can anyone take you serious now? Fa- seemingly going to face Adam Page now. Why would anyone want to see you? Like you lost the fucking pockets. And that's the worst part. He's going and, for a championship and on even next. Worse, it's he lost the pockets, and any time he beat him, he literally cheated to beat Orange Cassidy. Yep, he yeah, with the low blow, yeah. some stupid thing. So you couldn't even beat, never, never even beat him clean. That's the worst part. <laughs> he lost him. He lost to him clean, and then he never beat him clean. Makes no sense. And then the timing is awful because, like you said, he's going for a championship very likely in a month from now. 
And we're supposed to think that he can beat Adam Page for the championship, which, you know what, maybe is believable, because Adam Page is barely on the show, so maybe that is believable. <sighs> so bad. <laughs> hey, you got to acknowledge the bad or the good. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, that's Dynamite in a nutshell for this week. Didn't even touch on the Kendrick stuff and why would... I mean, it's just... A- any thoughts on what happened there? They, they, they pulled the guy as, as quickly as they put him on. I mean, if you're... <laughs> I mean, this stuff's been out there for 10 years. I don't know why all of a sudden it just gets brought up again, but, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. I feel like you just look stupid. You put him on the show, and then two minutes later, oh, this happened, and then it's like, oh, oh yeah, we're going to take him off now. Wouldn't they do like, their due diligence in trying to find this stuff out before they put him on the show? If, I mean, if that I've, really mattered, I don't know. I mean, I've seen excrement have done a lot of stupid stuff in his time. Why is he still on the show? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of double standards there. I'm not even saying they were wrong to take him off. There was so much negativity surrounding it that they surrounding it that they they did the they right thing. They basically had to. They had to, but then why? It's been out there for a long time. I mean, the stuff that he said was pretty fucking disgusting and stupid. But then it's like, if everyone knew about this or enough, pe- if t- Tony Khan is the biggest mark of them all. I mean, he is. I mean, he's a bigger mark than you and I combined. Then why he would not? He wouldn't have known about this. He didn't do a quick Google search. The video was on YouTube. It got taken down, but it was on YouTube two days ago. Come on, man. I mean, you know what I mean? This is not a no-name indie guy that no one's ever heard of, and they just didn't really do their research. This is a very well-known guy that was just in WWE for five or six years. I mean, no one would have tipped him off like, hey, he's got some baggage, or like he hasn't publicly apologized for this, which I think he did actually a few years ago. But That's besides the point, I guess. I, I just, it was weird. At the very least, they should have put someone else in there instead of Kendrick, because that was supposed to be the, supposed to be this big deal. Not that they should have signed the guy, but I don't know. A, a different, someone a little bit more, more exciting than Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know if I would have put Keith Lee in there, per se, who's now a free agent. Um, do you think any of the free agents could go to AEW? Last question for you. Either him, Cross, any of those guys that got cut that are now free agents as of yesterday? I mean, anything's possible, but what do you really do with them? Yeah, there's no place to plug him in. Hey, maybe they feud with Cody. They're in Texas next week. Maybe honestly, I think there's a chance Keith Lee could show up in uh, in Texas. I know Johnny Gargano didn't show up in Cleveland, but again, anything's possible. Sure. What are you gonna do with them? <laughs> I don't know why you want to go there. Hey, dude, they dude. can't book their world champion correctly, let alone all these fucking ex WWE guys. You got Andrade Alito in the fucking Hardy family office. That is literally the next spot to being in the wingman or fucking released. <laughs> honestly, you're not wrong though. Exactly. Wrong. They bring him in. They probably, I can only imagine how much money he's making. They bring him in, act like he's a big deal, jobs out to Cody, and now he's in the fucking biggest job faction group in the fucking company. <laughs> What's even the end game here? Darby and Andrade? And Darby hasn't been on the show for weeks. <laughs> There's no end game. They just don't know what to do with the guy, so they put him in the Hardy family office. But dude, I was told if you were put in a faction, then you actually mean something. That's what I was told. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, that's Dynamite for you. Maybe we'll have more to talk about on the Dynamite front next week. Um, yeah, we got Elimination Chamber coming up in two weeks. It's coming up fairly quickly, so we'll have predictions for that in two weeks. Next week, I think it'll be a standard week. Hopefully, no one gets released or <laughs> no major stories. It was quite the eventful week this week in the world of wrestling. But we'll get all to that next week, Mr. Marceau. Until then, you can check out new episodes of the show every single Thursday. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on, you know, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, Amazon Music, Podbean, Pandora, all over the place. Rate the show, review it, subscribe it. Yeah, I, I, I could only list as many platforms as possible. Uh, make sure to check it out every single Thursday. Myself and Mr. Marceau ranting and raving about all things professional wrestling. Until next time, Mr. Marceau, have a great week. I'll catch your ass uh, down the road. See you later.